Who are the top Sun Devils in 2023 NFL Draft Class? That's what we're here to talk about today on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Let's hop into today's conversation. Looking at the Sun Devils who are entering the 2023 NFL Draft. Now, keep in mind, there's a lot of guys who are like, they don't have their eligibility anymore. So the only the only next step for them would be the NFL if they get that opportunity. But with that being said, there's not a lot of guys that you look at as like the slam dunk NFL prospects. I think there's quite a handful of guys that have that potential to make a make a roster spot as like a practice squad member or like maybe a training cap body or st- something like that. But I just don't see enough guys that truly look like they're going to stick in the NFL as of right now. Now I'm absolutely rooting for them. These are my guys, especially some of these guys that we're going to talk about. I really, really like them. I like what they were able to give Arizona state and I hope they get that opportunity, but it's just hard to say. So we'll start off with just a couple honorable mentions uh, nothing too crazy here. Trevez Moore and Tamarcus Davis, both of them just did not light up the box score as much as you would have hoped for them to last year. Uh, Trevez Moore was coming off of an ACL tear. He had 22 tackles and a half sack in in basically the full season. I don't think he missed very much time, if any time at all. Unfortunately, the story with Trevez Moore has just been battling injuries throughout his career, whether it was at Arizona State or previously LSU ran out of eligibility. I'm sure that he would have come back for one more year if he could have to be able to continue putting some film together. But unfortunately, that just wasn't the case. And I don't know if there's an opportunity for him. What I do know is he's built like an NFL edge rusher at six foot four, 225 pounds. He's got the build. I think he's got the athleticism too. It's just there's no production to match. So I hope he gets that opportunity. I'll be rooting really hard for him. I actually was able to speak with him before the season. Great guy. Seems like a really determined individual. Just didn't have the production to match. Tamarcus Davis is a guy who did have uh, two interceptions on the year, which included the first interception off of Caleb uh, Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner from USC. The thing with Tamarcus is he saw less and less time as the season progressed because Ed Woods, and Roe Torrance really just asserted themselves as the number one and number two corners. And that hurt to Marcus's draft stock, obviously, when he's not getting on the field as much. It'll be really interesting to see what ends up happening with him. Again, I think he's got NFL size at six foot, 185 pounds for a boundary corner. The problem is he just doesn't have a lot of a lot of time on the field to to put enough tape together. I suppose he only has three career interceptions in five seasons played in college. There's just not a lot there to look at. 
again, I think both with Trevez and with Tamarcus, these are guys that you could bring in as undrafted free agents to be those camp bodies and push everyone else. I just don't know what their NFL future is. Again, I'm rooting for these guys, obviously. Hopping into my top five now, I really, really love this guy. He was one of my favorite players coming into the season. He was one of my favorite players at the end of the season. I feel like he's not getting enough attention because this, to me, screams priority free agent. Corey Bethley. Corey Bethley had so quietly put together a really solid season for Arizona State, and I feel like no one is talking about it. He finished second on the team with 90 tackles. He had a sack. He had two pass defense, and he had two forced fumbles. No interceptions, which obviously is going to hurt him as a defensive back, but Corey Bethley was so much more than turnovers, and he's been a guy who has shown the capability to be a turnover guy during his time at Hawaii. He recorded seven interceptions. He had, in 2021, five interceptions. Also a tackling machine. He, he again, he posted 90 tackles at Arizona State. 2021 is last year with Hawaii. He had 99 tackles and those five interceptions. He had four sacks. This is a guy who just finds his way to the football. And it was very, very evident that that was going to translate when he got to the Power Five because he made an instant impact with Arizona State. Again, I know he didn't have an interception this year, but he was still flying across the field. You don't walk into 90 tackles, especially when 62 of them are solo. That was one of the things that was really astonishing was the amount of solo stops that he had that actually led the team in solo stops. Put in perspective, Kyle Soley had 110 tackles, which is 20 more than Bethley did, but he still had six more solo stops than him. Corey Bethley is a very reliable tackler, and that's going to go a long ways for a team that's looking for special teams help, is I think that Corey Bethley can provide that for you. I think that Corey Bethley can make an impact as a special teams player and potentially take that next step moving forward. I think he's in a very similar situation to Darian Butler was last year. Darian Butler, another guy who I very publicly highly endorsed and was a very big fan of his, was undrafted more than anything, I think because he lacked the NFL size as a five foot ten linebacker, but he was able to last this season with the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know what his future holds, but he was able to show that he could be a special teams guy and potentially a guy that develops. I feel like Corey Bethley offers you that exact same thing, but the caveat here is Corey Bethley actually does have NFL NFL size for the position he plays at five eleven two oh five as kind of that nickel safety hybrid kind of player. He's got what you're looking for and he's got decent production. Not the, not the ball Hawk that he showed off in 2021. But again, this is a guy who just finds his way to the football that matters to NFL uh, groupthink, And especially for a player who could be an immediate impact on special teams. That's one of the reasons why I'm so high on Corey Bethley. That's one of the reasons why, I think he does have an NFL future. Again, I can't emphasize this enough. With the majority of the guys that we're going to talk about, I don't know how many of them get drafted. I don't think Corey Bethley is a drafted guy, unfortunately. But I think whoever does end up picking him up is going to really reap the benefits of a player who plays hard, plays above the position wherever he's going to be, and just shows out whenever he has the opportunity. So when we're talking about my guys that I really like for the next level, Corey Bethley checks in at number five for me.
Got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want the fat and calories, you got to try a Built Bar. We are almost two months into the year now for our New Year's resolutions. And if you're still looking for a delicious treat that doesn't compromise on taste, you got to have Built Bar because not only does it taste good, but they're actually good for you. It's perfect for that New Year's resolution that you've been working on. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they're healthy. It's only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. You don't even have to wait around to get a box anymore. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're closer to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Get yourself a good-tasting protein bar with Built Bar. If you guys have not checked out the Locked On College Basketball podcast, you're doing yourself a disservice. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place here from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players on Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Back into our conversation, looking at the players that I am most excited for, the guys that I'm hyping up the most through the draft process. This is a really tough decision to navigate between number three and number four. I almost want to be like a 3A and 3B kind of kind of player here. I did end up placing Kyle Soley ahead of Merlin Robertson. Soley my number three, Robertson my number four. Let's talk about Robertson first. Robertson was a five-year starter for Arizona State. That already speaks volumes about the kind of player that he is. Robertson has shown off all sorts of ability to play wherever you need him to play. I feel like he's a really good a, a really good linebacker for the team. He played a lot of the star for Arizona State, which flexed him all over the place. I think when he gets to the pros, this is probably a will linebacker. At six foot three, 235 pounds, he's built like the modern linebacker. He's built like what we're used to seeing in guys like Devin White and Patrick Queen and other guys who have come to the NFL at that size, Levante David. There's There's been a ton of different examples of the quote-unquote undersized linebacker that has actually just become the modern linebacker. Robertson's built that way, so that already bodes really well for him having that NFL size. He also has done a little bit of everything for the team. Nine and a half career sacks in five years. Five forced fumbles in five years. Six interceptions in five years, including a pick six. He does a little bit of everything for you. And that's something that's going to matter to teams that, again, similar to Corey Bethley, are looking for that special teams kind of contributor. I think that's a perfect role for Merlin Robertson when he gets to the pros, is as a special teams kind of guy. And then potentially seeing what else he can bring for you. This is another guy that I feel is a priority undrafted free agent. This is a guy that I think will not have to wait too long to get scooped up. There's potential here. There's a lot of intriguing upside with Merlin Robertson. And the other thing that he's going to have going for him is this is a guy who has major playing experience. Again, he's a five-year starter at Arizona State. He came on as a freshman 
and had 77 tackles. He's been a massive presence for the Sun Devils. This is a guy who's an all-timer for Arizona State. He's going to be fondly remembered for everything he was able to do. He just unfortunately never took that next step from a brilliant freshman year to becoming that NFL kind of guy. But guess what? He kept up that same level of play for all five of the years that he gave to Arizona State. That's the reason why I really like him. He's not this super flashy, high upside player, but I do think that there is some upside for him to eventually get onto the football field and contribute for your team. Even if it's just as a great special teams player, I think that that's in Robertson's future. Now, the guy that I have slightly ahead of him is Kyle Sully. And it's funny because I was not the biggest fan of Kyle Sully heading into the year. But man, did I walk away as one of his number one fans as he paced the team with 110 tackles. He had two interceptions and two pass defense. This is a guy who's built like the more traditional linebacker. Six foot four, 235 pounds. Again, he's not that much bigger than Robertson, but I think this is a guy who can carry more on his frame. I wouldn't be surprised if you told me that Kyle Sully was six foot four, 250 pounds. I feel like this guy fits what most people think of when they think of your traditional linebacker compared to Robertson. I think that there's a lot of great instincts here. This is a guy who flies the football. He's able to make the tackles. I feel like there was way more great tackles than there were missed tackles from Kyle Soley last year. And there's a lot of potential for him to continue becoming a good contributor for a team. This is probably a guy who I don't, this is where it's so different for him and Merlin is because Merlin has more athleticism to him to translate. But I look at Kyle Soley and it's just so hard not to look at the frame of work here. And it's so hard to not look at a guy who had 192 tackles in the last two seasons and a guy who has four interceptions and uh, four sacks in his career. And he wasn't even a full-time starter until 2021. And when he did become a full-time starter, this was the guy who was one of the best defenders on the field, if not potentially the best defender on the field. He was legitimately a very big difference maker for the Sun Devils. That's one of the reasons why I really, really like him. I just don't know how teams will view him because he's not a guy who's going to jump out of the gym. He's not a guy who's going to absolutely dominate any kind of athletic training. He looks really good. He looks and ticks the boxes for the physical aspect. I just don't know what's there athletically. And this isn't me doubting him at all. I simply just don't know. I don't know if this is a guy who's going to run a good 40 time and show the cutting ability and the three cone drill and stuff like that. He's not going to the combine, so we're not going to be able to see him on a national scale. But naturally, Arizona State is going to set up their pro day for him to succeed. To succeed. If he's able to do that, this is another guy who I think is a priority free agent. This is a guy who should be able to stick around with an NFL team in some form or another. I think he's a very good player. I think that he's got a high character as well. This is a guy who can be a vocal leader for your team. It was not a coincidence that he was able to show that off during his time at Arizona State. And especially when he was able to seize a full-time role. That's the reason why him and Merlin Robertson are tied basically 
for my number three spot on this list. I got to talk to you guys about LinkedIn. As a small business owner or a hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have skills, values, and experiences to help achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the and attract the qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 member profiles, 875 million, excuse me, to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates, identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires first leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions will apply. One more time, make sure that you check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast as your second listen of the day. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. It's Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Top two guys. Let's start with number two. Xavier X. Valade. The most underrated running back in the Pac-12 in 2022. Valade was top three in rushing yards in the conference with 1,192 yards. He led the conference with 16 rushing touchdowns and with 18 total touchdowns. He tallied on another 289 yards through the air, giving him over 1,400 total yards, 7.8 yards per reception, which is pretty dang good as a receiver, and 5.5 as a runner, which is pretty dang good as a runner. Looking at the framework of his career, over 4,000 career rushing yards. He's part of a special group that was able to accomplish that. That's terrific. Not the most dominating touchdowns in the world. He had 21 touchdowns during his four years at Wyoming. Keep in mind, one of those years was COVID-shortened. But then he piled on 18 touchdowns during his time at Arizona State. So 39 touchdowns is pretty good. It's just a lot of that production came at least touchdown-wise, came during his season at Arizona State. But this is a three-time 1,000-yard rusher. This is a guy who's averaged over five yards to carry in all five seasons that he was an active participant with, with the team that he was on, whether it was Wyoming or Arizona State. This is also a guy with some NFL size at six foot, 200 pounds, with good framework. And I think that everything he offers – both as a runner and as a receiver is going to help him potentially be drafted. I don't know where the thing to remember is Eno Benjamin, who I feel was a better prospect was barely drafted as a seventh round pick. And the running back position is completely devalued in the pros. And this is a little bit of an older running back as a guy who's played five years in the pros does have a little bit of wear and tear on him with three seasons over 200 carries. It's not going to be easy to project where Valade is. I think based on his talent and what he has shown, 
this is a draftable guy. But I also understand that this might not be a guy that teams are looking to draft, make an investment, like a significant investment in him and see what they can get out of him. Because a draft pick, no matter where it is, that's, that is an investment. It's not nearly the same as those undrafted guys where if they don't work out, you just cut them and you count your losses and move on. I don't know if Valaday is drafted. I think if he is, this is probably a guy that gets taken at the, at the very end of the draft, similar to Eno Benjamin as like a seventh round guy, potentially a Mr. Irrelevant. Similar to the other guys I mentioned though, at a minimum, he's a priority free agent because you can't deny what he was able to put together. Again, 3,000 yard seasons, over five yards of carry in all five seasons that he produced 39 touchdowns. You can't just overlook that. This is a guy who is going to get a chance. You can absolutely put that in stone, etch it in stone, write it in pen, whatever you want to do. Valade will get a chance at the pros. I don't know if he'll ever be a starter. I don't know if he'll ever be a full-time contributor, but I do think he's going to get an opportunity. I do think that what he was able to accomplish at Arizona State was maybe a little bit underrated. And it's one of the reasons why I really, really, really like X Valade. But can't deny my number one guy who is getting some draft hype, who is generating some really good conversation for himself. This shouldn't be a surprise if you're paying attention to the draft, but it is Nesta Jade Silvera. Silvera came in as a transfer from Miami. He came in as a big old defensive tackle slash nose tackle at six foot two, 315 pounds. He was a run stuffer. He wasn't the most productive guy in the world when it came to sacks, but he moves very, very well for his size. And he's he's got a little bit of a nasty edge to him. And he's not on the field to be your friend. He is on the field to be your enemy. You're not going to like him if he's not on your team. When it comes to the NFL, there's going to be 31 teams that do not care for Nesta Jade Silvera. But the one team that loves him is going to be the team he plays on. This past year, he finished with 55 tackles, a half sack, three pass defenses, and a forced fumble. For what it's worth, he was fifth, or ugh, excuse me, fourth on the team in tackles with 55. He he was really really good. Like I said, for a guy as big as him, he moved very well. I think there's a lot of fluidity in those hips, and I think that there's a lot of potential for him to show off at the combine that he could cut as well as any other 315 pound defensive lineman. I really, really like Silvera. And I think that NFL teams like him too. It's one of the reasons why he was the lone senior bowl invite for the Sun Devils. It's one of the reasons why he's the lone Sun Devil going to the combine. It's one of the reasons why I feel like you can, uh, I don't want to guarantee any of these guys, but I do think Silvera gets drafted. I do think out of all the guys, he easily has the best opportunity to get drafted. And I think that Nesta Jade Silvera could also find himself in an impact role for a team. DJ Davidson was drafted for Arizona State last year. He was a fifth-round pick for the New York Giants. I don't see any reason why Jade Silvera can't also be drafted in a similar range and projected in a similar role. I feel like he's better than what Davidson was. And I feel like Silvera is a really, really intriguing player, 
based off of being able to check the boxes physically. I think he's going to test very well athletically. He's got decent numbers in that box score. Again, not a sack producer, but a guy who wasn't wasn't shy when it came to plugging up run lanes and stuff like that. This is a talented guy. I feel very confident that he will get drafted. I won't guarantee it for anyone, but if there was a guy to get drafted for sure, it's it's Nesta Jade Silvera. That wraps up my list of my favorite Sun Devils entering this year's class. Tomorrow, I'm going to be taking a look at future Sun Devils that I like to eventually make it to the pros. But until then, wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Till next time, though, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.